Early in January, Yemen's Houthis hit a U.S.-owned ship after previously attacking a U.S. Navy destroyer in the Red Sea, despite recent air attacks on Yemen by the U.S. and U.K. The Houthis are an Iran-aligned armed group that rose to prominence in 2014 when they rebelled against Yemen's government. The Houthis are now in control of most parts of Yemen, including the capital Sanaan and some western and northern areas close to Saudi Arabia, according to Al Jazeera. The Houthis are incensed by Israel's war in Gaza, claiming this is why they are attacking the shippings in the Red Sea, as the international community is failing to put an end to it. Their actions are causing the country of Yemen to become a participant in the escalations of the war, which may lead to wider regional implications. The United States and the United Kingdom have launched a new round of strikes targeting the Houthis in Yemen as the group targets commercial shippings in the Red Sea. The U.S. and U.K. target Houthis' weapon sites in Yemen. In a joint statement, the two countries said the strikes were intended to disrupt and degrade the Houthis' capabilities as they threaten global trade and innocent lives, and to, quote, de-escalate tensions and restore stability in the Red Sea, unquote. Early morning Wednesday, January 24th, the U.S. and U.K. carried out new attacks against the Houthis as the group continues to knock back down and target Red Sea shippings. To learn more about the Houthis and these recent events, I spoke to Professor Bridget Coggins at the University of Santa Barbara. Thank you for speaking to me. Can you please introduce yourself to the audience? Sure. My name is Bridget Coggins, and I'm an associate professor of political science. And my work focuses on what I call non-traditional security threats. Uh, And so they are uh, those aspects of conflict uh, that are uh, not what we typically think of when we think of uh, what happens in war, but instead those um, security issues that happen outside of it. So um, piracy, terrorism, um, illicit trafficking and trade, and that could be in weapons, it could be in humans, uh, it could be in uh, in drugs, right? Uh, so, so all of the kind of messy stuff that goes along with contemporary international conflict that we might not uh, classify as, um, you know, state to state threats, uh, but but uh, nevertheless occurs and, and affects a lot of people. Yeah, that's all really interesting. Um, very unique perspective on this. Uh, with that, could you like provide some context on the Houthis and the recent actions? Sure. Uh, so from from uh, from what I understand, the the um, conversation that that we're having about the Houthis is going to be about the potential for escalation based on the United States and uh, and allies' uh, recent strikes on on targets within Yemen. Uh, so the Houthis are a, a non-state actor. They're uh, a, a rebel group, we might say. Um, they were just reclassified by the by the Biden administration as a, a terror uh, group, a terrorist group, uh, and they are fighting. They they uh, fought and uh, successfully toppled the government of Yemen, uh, and they are a group that is known as what's called an. A, a proxy group. Uh, so they get a lot of their uh, funding and, and capacity from Iran. And so oftentimes you'll hear the, the Houthis talked about as an Iranian proxy. Uh, but they also have their own uh, local domestic grievances and, and concerns and objectives uh, within Yemen that they are that they are fighting for. And so they've been at war in Yemen for, for quite some time now. Um, but these are um, in the last in the last um, just just uh, several months, um, they have expanded their uh, interest or their 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 battle 
with the world to include the United States, uh, the United Kingdom, uh, but but principally uh, Israel. Right. Um, and then with that, what do you think the reasoning behind the U.S. and the U.K.'s actions are in the reaction to the Houthis and the Israel war? Sure. Uh, you've actually got a couple of different things that are happening, a couple of different uh, dynamics or um, efforts that are being pursued by the United States. Uh, the first is a, an ongoing operation called o Operation Prosperity Guardian. Uh, and that is a what's called a freedom of navigation operation by the United States and a joint task force of uh, other uh, maritime powers that is, uh, so this, this joint task force 153 uh, that is keeping the, dedicated to keeping the, the sea lanes open and keeping trade uh, flowing uh, back and forth. So that's a that's an ongoing long term operation, and that is separate from the strikes on the the Houthi targets uh, within Yemen. Those those recent efforts were about uh, degrading capacity within Yemen uh, for the for the Houthis to be able to um, commit these acts of terrorism. So these these missile strikes uh, that they've been pursuing. Uh, these these uh, kind of helicopter drops and, and captures and uh, harassment of ships that are in the, the Red Sea and the Babu Mandab Strait. Yeah. And uh, to what extent do you think like the Houthis can be successful in their goals of like pressuring Israel to stop their bombing campaigns in Gaza? So I think and uh, well, how about this? I, I don't speak for the Biden administration. But I think that Biden administration officials look at the Houthis as more a an, an irritant uh, and a criminal organization with respect to the Israel-Gaza conflict, uh, and not a potential uh, group that's going to uh, widen the war into a, a broader conflict. Um, so, so I, I would say that the that the attacks are um, significant because they're um, they're they're reducing trade and traffic, right? Um, and so they're they're certainly increasing the costs of this conflict, not just to to Israel but to the wider world, right? Because um, a lot of a lot of shipping is uh, going more slowly or having to to pay quite a bit more money because of uh, this being a, a war zone. And uh, a lot of, of expensive cargo is going all the way down around what's called the Cape of Good Hope in South Africa, instead of going through the Suez Canal in Egypt. And so that adds a lot of time, but it also just makes those goods that are that are transiting so far makes them quite a bit more expensive. Uh, and the the principal concern typically is the most expensive cargo that's going through. Uh, and that's oil from that area. Uh, so, so they they will be successful in doing that. They already are successful in in doing that in ramping up the costs to Israel and the international community um, for for the ongoing war. Uh, but I wouldn't say that one of their goals is actually to get Israel to stop. I think that they are uh, they are a um, they are participating in conflicts, but they are not. Uh, they are not a huge player 
in this conflict. Uh, and so, so the Biden administration's approach to them has been uh, one of kind of a criminal terrorist group and not a uh, not as a kind of Iranian proxy that's going to create a much wider uh, Middle Eastern war. Uh, and, and so I think that this is a um, it is probably a good approach. And, and I, I hope that it is uh, an approach that uh, holds fast. Uh, because I do think that that uh, no one can afford for this conflict to become a, a much wider, uh, much more internationalized conflict than it already is. Um, so this outlaw branding for right now means that the war is not going to expand uh, in a in a large way. They hope these strikes are going to be limited, um, that they're really going to degrade Houthi capacity to attack ships, uh, and that that'll be that. Right. That was so insightful. Um, some are saying kind of what you were talking about, uh, about this being an escalation loop. Could you provide some context to like the audience about what an escalation loop is and your opinion on that in regards to this issue? Yes. So, so, uh, you know, the, um, the, the use of the use of military force always has the potential to generate the possibility for the use of military force in return. Right. Uh, the I think the the hope of the Biden administration is uh, that these strikes are seen as um, very much a response and a proportional response to the problem that the Houthis represent. Right. And the problem is a, a piracy or a, a terrorism at sea problem. Uh, it is not. Uh, that they are trying to become involved in the Yemen war, right? And um, to to try and kind of fight the the Houthis on behalf of the international community, right? Uh, they want them to stop them from doing this thing. And uh, so the the concern is that the the reason why it's it's cast in these terms and why they've been very specific in their messaging is because, uh, as I said, they they are, an Iranian proxy. Um, the United States has has long standing uh, conflict with with Iran uh, when it comes to not not uh, necessarily militarily, but certainly ideological, right? Uh, and uh, and sanctions. And the fear is uh, that Iran, the, the the patron of the of the Houthis, uh, feels that the United States strikes against the Houthis are actually against it. Right, are actually against Iran uh, and initiating some wider conflict there. Uh, and so that's what people are very concerned about. Uh, I am uh, I'm, I'm bullish that, uh, that, that the way that, that uh, the Biden administration has approached this uh, escalation, even though it's escalatory, uh, I think that they've really, um, they've made it really narrow and they talked about it in a way that makes it very clear this is not. Uh, this, it is not our hope to become involved in these in these other conflicts and these other aspects of the conflict. Right. That is super important to um, be paying attention to. Um, with that, do you have any insights of what you think uh, will unfold in the future between this? Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I think that I think that the designation as a terrorist organization uh, has 
you know, the most important thing is not that that uh, people are calling the Houthis terrorists, but uh, or calling their uh, attacks acts of terror, but instead uh, all the consequences, all the legal consequences that come along with that. Uh, and so the United States has uh, kind of created permission, generated permission for people to um, freeze uh, Houthi assets and uh, patrons' assets um, and stop international financial flows to the organization. Uh, and uh, additionally, this changes the penalties for supporting or harboring individuals in the group. And so these are kind of longer term. Uh, I think that we will we will see in kind of weeks and months, but not in a matter of days, whether or not uh, whether or not they've been a success. Uh, but, you know, certainly certainly the Houthis are far more powerful than other pirate Organization, other organizations that engage in piracy. Um, so the Somalis that that engaged in pretty sophisticated um, kidnapping, hijacking, and and uh, ransom operations, you know, often were a, a group of guys that are in a, in a boat with grappling hooks and kind of climbing climbing up onto onto ships. Um, the Houthis are using helicopters, right, and they have missiles and uh, they use drones. Uh, so they have a, 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 just an entirely different level of capacity uh, than do uh, other other pirates that are operating in this same area. Um, and so just um, something needed to be done uh, pretty quickly in order to degrade that capacity. And the uh, freedom of navigation operations are, are one of them, certainly. Um, these cooperative efforts just as a as a deterrent. Um, but the hope is that long term that some of these um, more serious um, capabilities, especially missile capabilities, have been degraded enough that that uh, at least shipping is safer than it used to be in that area. OK, that's great to know. Um, is there anything else I or anyone else listening should know about that I haven't asked you? I mean, I would just say that that uh, you know, this this. The situation is really fluid. There are a lot of actors that are involved in uh, both Yemen and the the wider Red Sea region right now, and uh, it is very challenging to predict. So uh, I have I am optimistic that the um, the efforts that have been undertaken will uh, start to quell some of the violence against what are mostly right civilians right who are who are just they're 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 like sea truckers right <laughs> people that are that, that are just out doing their jobs and not actually involved at all in the war right uh, and so uh, the the hope is that, that the situation is safer for them uh, but wartime is a time that is uh, where it's very hard to see clearly and so things can change at a moment's notice. And so I'm optimistic, but I'm also cautiously optimistic. Okay, that's great. I love the phrase cautiously optimistic. Um, I think that's about all the time we have for, but I just want to thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Um, thank you for your time and your insight. You too. Bye, Emily. And that wraps up our interview with Professor Bridget Coggins at the University of Santa Barbara. Thank you for listening with KCSB News. I'm Emily Kimmel.